0: And you're in the sport, Jack and Woz, are with you. Hopefully having a great time. And we've, as we've just gone to the break, Twitter poll at the Sport FM. Uh, what would you prefer, a countdown clock or a count up? I'm a big count up man. Woz is a big and sensible people probably are. They count down.
1: Just gives you time to relax. Yeah, For so in front,
0: suppose, <laughs> suppose. But yeah. Hey, huge event coming up yeah. on Friday, starting Friday. Uh, the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games is going to start, and it's going to be enormous. Australia have just dominated the world athletic scene. Fair so bit going on, isn't it? There? there is a fair bit going on, and uh, to talk and to preview uh, these amazing games, uh, which Australia normally dominate in, it's always fun to be an Australian when these things roll around, is the 2014 gold medalist with the hockey, and that is Georgie Parker. G'day, Georgie. G'day, guys. Before we get into
2: the Commonwealth Games, tops. do you want to count up? 100% count-up. Oh, there we go. <laughs>
0: oh, we got one. Yes. Yeah, so how ex- <laughs> how, more, how much more exciting would that be, not knowing the time? Like, it's just... Oh, well,
2: that's what's so unique about um, footy, that you don't yes. know how long's left and you make stupid decisions. And when you look at <laughs> Friday night, Richmond, compared to Sunday with Collingwood and Jamie Elliott, that's what experience likes. So 100% the count-up clock. It's so much better when you're at the game. Don't know how long's left. And then, you know, there's always that idiot that's next to you that goes, there's 13 seconds left. He's like,
0: get away from me. I don't want to know how long's left. Exactly yeah, my point before. Awesome. Yes. No, I was yeah. at the footy on Saturday and watched Melbourne Bulldogs and people, you know, I'm a Melbourne supporter and people all around were telling me how long's left. I was like, I don't want to know. And they just don't they wrecked me, it. Don't tell me. When
2: it's on the TV, I put a little bit of a book up there just so I can show you how to see it. Because I don't
0: want to know. That's a smart decision. Mm. Gee. That's it. Don't no, worry. Thank you no. for the advice. <laughs> nice. How That's we
2: how
0: we're we... not just a hat rack. <laughs> <laughs> How are we uh, preparing for the Commonwealth games? Are we still is this still a relevant thing?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a, it's called the friendly games. It's a, it's a great game. But obviously. When you look at particularly in things like athletics, you don't have the USA there, you don't have China there who comes through and obviously just dominate it. But it is still pretty competitive. You've obviously got the UK there, um, and well, they're separated in terms of their own little countries, um, not stealing Scotsmen for their own for England. But it's it's really it's a really exciting time. It's a lot of it's a really good time for a lot of younger athletes to be able to qualify for these international events because. For example, in athletics and swimming, it's, it's not necessarily just the A qualifying times. They can send off some of the B qualifying times. So it gives them the experience. It's really necessary and really important when you're coming into an Olympic Games. And it, it uh, brings in these athletes into these really big environments. It's really quite overwhelming when you're in a village and there's a lot going on for them to learn how to focus in onto their sports into the Olympics. So it is really important for development of athletes. Um, but it's you know you want to win. I remember when I was playing and we were very very close to not winning our final and very very close to getting a silver. And I thought, oh my god, we've just failed because you want to win everything, you know, and particularly the Commonwealth Games.
1: Georgia, it uh, was here. I see you're you're over the media everywhere at the moment. Um, what, have you, what have you got? What have you got lined up? Um, this coming week. What's your involvement with the, with the games?
2: So I'm, uh, I'm commentating the hockey, both the men and the women, so it's a putrid time zone but you can catch everything up on the <laughs> 7 Plus app of course. But it's um it's a bad time zone but it's going to be good to watch. They're going to be getting a lot of wins there um, so a lot of hockey for me um, which is really great. It's obviously my bread and butter is what i played for 25 years so I'm really excited to be calling that alongside Al Nickerson who's one of a, a, a yeah. superstar callers I love calling with so I'm really excited for that um, but you know you can be able to watch any single sport um, there on channel 7 where you can um, literally whatever you want to watch is all on demand and and like I said it's it's a, it's a games where we do really well we probably over exceed particularly in Olympics and we've just come off a really successful Olympic campaign obviously with mm. Tokyo and don't forget that was only a year ago so you're going to have seeing a lot of the same athletes sometimes you see a little bit of a drop off because it's usually every it's usually two years after the Olympics but it's only just been a year since we were watching all of our athletes perform so well in Tokyo so we're going to be seeing the same athletes particularly in the pool and you're looking at the athletics track, we've got Peter Bow who just came seventh over at the World Champs in America, heading over there. You know, he's going to be doing so well in the athletics. And we've got Ron Browning is there, you know, hitting records for Australian in the running in, in 100 metres. So we're going to have a lot of athletes doing really, really well. So although the time zone's not going to be as nice as it was for the Tokyo Olympics a year ago, um, we're going to be seeing some really good performances from all of our Australian athletes.
1: And obviously your focus is on hockey, and I've been keeping an eye on things there. There have been a lot of close games, albeit uh, especially the the women's team are still winning, uh, but it seems to be very close. Do you expect uh, that, that one will get the chocolates there, but it'll be very, very tight?
2: I think, I, I think they'll come home with the gold medal there. They've got a lot of girls in really good form. They've just come off of a World Cup um, performance where they got a bronze medal. Um, so they'll come into this being the best ranked side in the competition. Um, of course, there'll be close games, particularly when we're coming up against New Zealand and England. They're really tight matches um, whenever we play against them. They'll be really nervous coming up against India, who are the team that knocked them out in the quarterfinal. In Tokyo where they went into the finals undefeated and then, then lost to India which is unheard of. We don't lose to India essentially so they'll be nervous about coming up against them but I mean a win is a win in the end and the, the men they're the world number one side um, mm. they had silver medal at the Olympics a year ago um, they'll, they'll definitely be the team to beat. They've never lost um, I don't think they've ever lost a game at the, at the Commonwealth Games let alone a gold medal they've won every gold medal possible um the girls that want to improve one better from their silver. Um, a few years ago as well at Gold Coast so I think that they, sh- they should win going off of the form that they showed at the World Cup just a few weeks back um, and some absolute superstars coming through like Steph Kershaw for example who just scored two goals in their uh, World Cup bronze medal match and they came up with a bronze medal but they're very excited very happy, um, bunch of girls and very confident gel- bunch of girls as well coming into this Commonwealth Games and, and that's really the key of playing well is playing with confidence so they'll definitely be doing that.
1: And having gone through some games yourself, how do, you, how do you, when you go overseas, you've got obviously so much to do, giving your focus as the games, but there's also so much else going on. How did you sort of break up the time and did you have opportunities, you know, will the girls have opportunities to sort of get out there and wander around the streets and have a look around?
2: Uh, you don't really, to be honest. Whether When you're playing, you're focusing on on being there and that's what's really one of the annoying things about playing in a sport that goes for the entirety of the competition. You play the first or second day and you play up until the very last day because on your rest days you're doing that. You're either resting or you're training, um, recovering, getting your treatment, um, you know, maybe getting in the gym if you're one of the girls who need to do some extra gym things to keep yourself ticking and not being injured. Um, Although it's very nice to go off and watch things. That's what the swimmers get to do when they finish Mm. on the first or second day, it's not what you get to do when you're playing a, a two week tournament like we have to do with hockey. Unfortunately, I wish we could, but uh, even um, when I was there at the Olympics, you know, you have to wait until you finish because your job is to come home with with a medal. And um, you know, if you're off doing other things and being on your feet all day, you don't get to do it. So, although you get to experience the village life, which is really fun and exciting, and there's a lot going on, um, it's um, not as fun as many of the other other sports that you know compete and their event takes one to two days um, and then they can off and run around and, and experience it in a different way of life. It's very funny when you're in the village and it gets rowdier and rowdier as the weeks go on so you're coming into the back end of the second week of your competition and there's a lot more... Um, Rowdy people that you think might have been imagine. drinking something other than water by the end. The yep. first week is very very serious. The second week gets a bit bit more more, more loose. <laughs>
1: and and apart from the hockey, what what are you sort of most looking forward to in the other sports? I dare say you'd be a sport junkie and uh, you'd oh, have your sights set on something.
2: Massive junkie. I love watching things that I would have never dream of being able to do. So things like the gymnastics, watching all these. You know, men and women do all these things that you don't think is possible with your body. I love watching the diving and thinking I'm a diving expert, you know, like, <laughs> oh, big splash, bad dive. Oh, that, that was an awesome dive, no splash, and it's like, why did they only get 9.1, you know? Yeah. So I love watching the things that I think I'm an expert in. Um, obviously, I I love watching the pool. We're doing so well in the pool. We were so disappointed. Um, I know the, the swimmers were so disappointed in how they went in Rio in 2016, and so then how well they did in Tokyo last year. I know they'll come through here and absolutely clean up in the pool. So I love watching them win. And obviously we've got so many track and field athletes who are just dominating. You know, it's not something that we gen- generally do well in. Um, it's still a really um, tough, you know, a lot of athletes coming through because Great Britain are so good. So it'll be exciting to see a lot of the track athletes as well. But I just love it. I just love putting it on and the camaraderie that you have as a, as a nation when things go on. You just think of last year when the entire East Coast was in lockdown and that's all we're watching. Like, the, the feeling that you get and the conversation having at the water cooler by the, by the, um, uh, in your workplace, you know, it's just going to be all about that. So I can't wait for that, um, that feeling that you get as a country that really unites together. So well, I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun um, and it's something that you miss and you don't realise you miss it until it's back on.
1: And also, just, just outside the, the games, just yourself and your career at the moment, um, obviously, it's yeah. just taking off and getting better and better. But who, who have you sort of found as a sort of maybe a mentor or someone that's sort of helped you along, sort of, obviously, there's... I mean, talk with Daisy Pierce about the male domination of things, but um, you're certainly everywhere at the moment. Is there someone that's sort of helping you th- or, or mentored you through, when- and we're for the better for it, Georgia? Yeah, absolutely. As well?
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, my head and my voice is everywhere. It's not. <laughs> 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 Nothing wrong with that. More of it, please. <laughs> um, no, it's been really great. Obviously, there's a lot of really supportive females in the industry. Joe Griggs has been wonderful. Daisy Pierce is someone that has been, um, you know, guiding everyone through in terms of the industry that I'm in Hamish McLaughlin has been wonderful for me he will pull me aside and literally show footage of me like what are you doing here why can't you do this let's make you do this and help me get better and better I worked alongside Basil Zempelis um, for the Winter Olympics over in Perth and he was you know love him or hate him he's incredible at his job he's been doing it forever and he he was incredible to help me and I learnt so much from him as well so you know, it's all about flying hours and, and getting your head in there and just being able to learn from the mistakes you do. And, um, I mean, in the end, I just want to be as genuinely me as I can, and I think that's what I do. Right? I don't try to change my on-camera. is exactly what you see off-camera, and you see me at the pub having the exact same conversations as about the footy when I'm at the pub a couple of beers deep as what I'm having when I'm on any of my TV shows as well. So that's all I want to be, just be authentically me, and, I mean... I don't want to change myself too much. It's oh, just about um, making sure you're, um, get, you're getting the right people listening to you, I guess. And I think
1: that's happening at the moment. I think we, we as sort of viewers and, and listeners, commentary makes the sport so much better. And, and I uh, right, yeah. Definitely. So we need that
2: yeah, sort of... it's, it's fine. It, it's about making sure that the viewer and the listener feels part of it. And that's all I want to do. I want everyone to feel part of it. Still part of the conversation. Um, and I think that's what we do really well there at Channel
0: 7. You certainly do. Um, AFLW is going to roll around pretty soon as well um, with a shortened preseason. Um, now, what vibes are we getting from there? It's going to be another sensational season, no doubt. Oh,
2: yeah, and it's a weird one. Like, I, I mm. couldn't pick you anyone who's going to win just because we've got these four new teams coming back into the into the competition, um, which is great for the league. Now there's 18 teams represented, which is really important for the growth of the sport. Although I think the standard might drop a little bit, obviously, because they're having to bring so many players into the league. But it's so good because you think about, you're here in Melbourne, you're an Essendon fan. Who are you going to go for until this year, you know? Yeah. So they're finally going to have a team that they can support and go for and, and really feel part of the club. Um, so it's really exciting to have full 18 team. Could not tell you who's going to win because... No we don't know what it's going to be, so much player movement that happens, this is it's finally going to settle after this and that's what I'm really excited for, we're going to have a couple of years where it might be a little bit tougher to watch if you're one of those people that think that high scoring matches are what makes footy great, you're going to have a little bit of time where it's going to be a little bit sloppier, a little bit lower scoring um, but it's going to be better for the sport in the long run, is really invested into this women's sport and making sure that every club is represented which is what we need, so it's going to be great, a very short pre-season the fact that our first game is starting in that pre-season well, post-season before the finals is really great, great yeah. because that's the week you go, oh hang on I want to watch footy on a Friday night, so it's really exciting for that, um, they'll um, piggyback off of the men for that and then once the men's season is over, the women's season will be full and truly um, up to speed and, and we'll be getting into it. So it'll be great. I can't wait for it. Um, and it's not going to be played over that dead kind of summer month. So I know all the girls are really excited for a really short pre-season, which I know the girls have been excited about. Yeah. Um, but it's going gonna, it's
1: gonna to be great to watch. And Georgie, what have you got sort of lined up? Uh, post the games. What's, what can we expect to see from Georgie?
2: Well, obviously, we're coming straight back into footy finals, so um, I'll come into that, and um, I go for the Crows, so <laughs> they won't be featuring, um, but you know, like, I, I look at this top eight that's going on in the AFL at the moment, nobody wants night spots. The top four you thought were done and dusted four weeks ago. it's completely in turmoil now. You've no mm-hmm. idea. Will Melbourne make the top four? Who knows? Collingwood's up there. Didn't even think they'd make finals at yeah. the start of the season. So I can't wait. I'm going to come back straight into footy finals. And I guess who knows what's going to happen in footy finals. Um, so I just can't wait for that. It's my favourite time of the year. August, September's the best when um, people are playing for their lives, playing for their careers, all the things going on. So straight back into that and um, and get into the footy. can't wait. I think i I think Geelong might get the win but um, yeah. there's the cookies by the end with how they're playing at the moment but if you look after the last month everything changes month by month so who knows what might change in, the, in September
0: it might hey George Jimmy might leave it there but uh, look we are so delighted to have you on our show uh, thank you so much uh, yeah, for yeah, giving us sure some go. of your time um, good luck with am going stay up and be listening so. that's it make <laughs> sure you watch all the all the hockey
1: roos and all the kookaburras don't
2: forget the hockey roos the girls the Kookaburras with the men. That people get that one confused. <laughs> so make sure you remember that. But make sure you watch them and cheer on.
0: There'll be a lot of gold medals, I'm sure. Don't <laughs> wait. Don't wait. Well, Georgie, thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Have a, have a good
2: night,
0: guys. <laughs> Thanks, you There we go. Georgie Parker, the 2014 Commonwealth Games gold medalist.